This is the DallasCowboys.com Draft Show. Your war room for insider news and draft analysis from deep within the confines of Cowboys headquarters at the Star in Frisco. The Dallas Cowboys select Tyler Smith. And now, your host, Kyle Yeomans. Today is Thursday, April 13th, 2023. We are two weeks out, 14 days exactly from the NFL Combine in Kansas City as the draft is rolling along. My eye literally twitched a little bit. Why why was that the sound? We should be excited. I'm pumped. We should be pumped for this. We are the draft show presented ready, by <laughs> oh, presented Beamer. by Miller Lite, the only beer of the Dallas Cowboys. It's Miller time. Beamer, I don't believe you, honestly. I don't believe that you're not ready because every time we talk about a specific player, we have video coverage of him up on the board. We every well, every we, single we're, time. We're trying back here. We're trying. Well, you do a great job. And because of that, we're actually going to reward Beamer in the last segment. We're going to let him lead the tell me more with his with the, some of the prospects that he's had, we're going to have a Beamer's Choice Tell Me More. Oh, no. In the back. So that'll be our third segment today. So okay. So kind of lead That's got me terrified. Yeah? Because I want to do a stump the beam. You know, can we stump him Ooh. if he doesn't have, during during our weekend draft coverage, does he not have tape on these guys? He's probably going to ask us players that he's putting in, like, number 300. We're like, well, I haven't seen this well, guy yet. Thanks a lot, Beam. <laughs> Then that's when we resort to the beast. Snapper tape at you, buddy. (laughs) I love you. There you go. I like it. How's everybody doing? Doing well. Who'd you watch last night, Brian? Did you watch anybody? Uh, Let's see who I did watch last night because there were several guys that I watched last night. And I know I did Eric Smith the other day. Mm -hmm. Uh, I finally got around to my uh, the Missouri uh, the Missouri defensive end McGuire. Yeah. We talked about him at all, Isaiah McGuire. Isaiah McGuire. Uh, so yeah, let me let me get. Him. I watched him last night as well, sir. He's okay. a bit of a tweener, isn't he? He is. Uh, you know what? To me, I think he could play defensive end. Okay. I, I think that he's one of those guys that uh, when you when you watch him play, he's six four. He's two sixty eight. Okay, so, so that's how good I, yeah, I would say that Super he's strong. Yeah. He's he definitely has that NFL ready frame, and he's thick. He's got length. Uh, he could his initial. I know Aisha is really big on this. When you start talking about defensive linemen, that hand, the shock that mm-hmm. you have, the ability to control, uh, he is all about getting up the field. That is what he absolutely really wants to do. He's not really a guy that has, I don't think, a lot of really nifty type pass rush moves. Yeah, he's more of a bull rush kind of a guy. He's going to take the tackle. He's going to try and walk him, and uh, you know you got to be. He's got to be a little careful in the run game because you will you'll see him get driven out of gaps a little bit with the way he plays for 64268 you would think he'd be a little bit more stouter at the point of attack but the majority of those rushes like I say are bull rushes and he gets to it um, you know that way but he does he wants to get up the field he wants to chase the ball he could finish when he gets in position uh, and the length I think is super super impressive and that's why I think that the Cowboys are looking at this was a late add to me because I didn't have this guy initially mm-hmm. and I started talking to some scout guys around the league and they're like what do you think of the McGuire kid from Missouri and it was like Aisha when she takes her little notes and writes guys down I did 
the same thing on this guy, and uh, this is what uh, this is what I saw. I love everything you said. Uh, the length to me, when he uses his arms and he's able to extend in that bull rush, I mean, that's really what he loves to do. He plays with a lot of power, but Brian's absolutely right in terms of the gap integrity. Yeah. He can get caught a little bit upfield because, to his point, he's always trying to rush up, and I think sometimes his rush can kind of get a little wide of the quarterback at times, but there is a lot to like. High upside player. I think he's got the prototypical size and athleticism for the position. I'm a fan of his. I mean, in the fourth round range, yeah. if you don't end up taking an end and you want one there and you've kind of filled some of your other spots, maybe he's the, one of the higher-rated players on your board. I think there's a lot of upside with him. Yeah. See, that's the guy, too. Again, excuse me, I should real no, quick. That's the guy that you fear about missing. That all of a sudden he gets picked and you should have watched it, but yeah. you're watching some seventh round guy that's probably not going to get picked. You know that's how you have to use your time. And you know the scouting world, uh, the the media scouts sometimes are behind the the real scouts. And luckily that you know when I, I was fortunate enough to work with some real scouts. And there's like, no, man, you got to watch this guy. Yeah. You got to go watch I was glad guy. you recommended yeah. him because so, uh, he was a fun watch, especially against Broderick Jones in that game against Georgia. I'm sorry about that, Aisha. No, they had a good know, battle. I didn't have a whole bunch of input. Y'all said everything y'all need to say about him. But I was going to say, when you talk about his length and his arms, um, I wrote down, has to find consistent leverage. Yeah. Just because, like you guys mentioned, sometimes he is so trying to get upfield that he can get overpowered. I've yeah. seen it a couple of times. And he's not not powerful. Like, he has power. It's just that the leverage thing sometimes. I like how he disengages. That's one of my favorite things about him is how he disengages and how he wants to disengage. Mm-hmm. Like, he's trying to get these guys. He, be, he tossed the guy a couple times. Yeah, with, the, with those arms. It's when he's yeah. when he plays with his, he uses his reach to his advantage, and he yes. doesn't do it enough. You know, when he's able to extend and then scrape off, that's when he's kind of at his best. I did want to ask you guys, because I, I was watching Andrew Voorhees, the USC guard, who had that unfortunate Towards uh, ACL, ACL in the injury, right? Yeah. Where would you guys pick him? Because he's, he's a heck of a football player, man. I would just pick him. The, Where at? Huh? What do you mean? Just whenever? No, I don't know about I, – I wouldn't be afraid for the Cowboys. I don't know about everybody else. Yeah. But with this training staff that they have here and stuff, I I would not be afraid to pick him. Maybe in the – was coming off ACL? Yeah. yeah, ACL. Maybe in the fourth? Yeah, okay. yeah I think that, that's fair. I you think, know, I, I think that um, to me there used to be a time in the uh, in the drafting – Back in the day, and I don't know if they do it as much anymore. I mean, the last room I sat in was 2005, but we used to do this. The fourth round was like the criminal injured round. <laughs> if you were a criminal, if you were a criminal, just being honest, you know, just being honest. This is where Brian would have gotten picked. Yeah, this is. <laughs> <laughs> but the, the fourth round was always for the criminal guys and the injured guys. You know, if you had okay. something where you were thinking, okay, something happened, but we need to give this guy his due. You know, where would, you know, that, that, now that, you know, you bring up an interesting point because, and I use the word criminal, so it sounds terrible. And I'm about <laughs> to say a player's name, but this is where a guy like Lyle Collins comes mm. into play. Okay. So all of a sudden, Lyle Collins is in a draft, and Lyle Collins has first round ability coming out of LSU. And then all of a sudden, things started popping up, hanging over his head about potential uh, criminal issues. And all of a sudden, now everybody's sending their security people to Baton Rouge to figure out what's going on. And nobody could really get a handle on it. So you didn't want to select Lyle Collins if you didn't have all the information. Mm -hmm. And so then it turned into, well, 
let's just go after him as a free agent. Let's just see, you know, we're not, you know, no harm, no foul here. You know, if we, if we get beat on this, if it works out, if it doesn't work out, we don't lose anything. So, but there was a time, like I said, where we would sit there in the fourth round. And if you knew all the information, but we're just a little bit, just a little bit, uh, you know, maybe a little bit hesitant, but you're like, nah, we need to take this guy. That fourth round was always the medical and always that round where you, you did that. But Lyle was one of those guys that you didn't have all the information yeah. to put him up on the board with confidence. And well, we're is, by no means calling Andrew Voorhees a criminal and comparing he's, him he's, to criminals by injured. any means. He's yeah, injured. It's, it's just the injured. The yeah. medical. That's it's what the it medical. is. It's no, hard. I'm just. I'm. I'm sorry that I'm just. Be, I'm being really honest about how scouting works. Sure. And you know, and these teams say that they don't. They you know, it's it, in those war rooms. You say things. I live this. So I'm just giving you an idea. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Am I calling these guys criminals? No. no. They're criminal things that they might have done. Right. Some background stuff. But background he, stuff. Yeah. But. He's one of those guys, man. I think for the Cowboys, he's interesting to consider because you look at the guard position, like maybe he doesn't play for you this year. So is he going to come in and help yeah. right away? But the future of Zach Martin, how many more years is he going to play? Do you want to be able to take a guy who might be a day two pick in most drafts, could be a second rounder, and you're able to get him early day three because of the injury and he falls? Because to me, the way that he's able to run block, the way that he's constantly able to finish blocks, he's always churning those legs, driving blockers back. I think his run blocking is better than his pass blocking, but he's super technical. He's very consistent. You know exactly what you're getting. And the ACL injuries, I don't think scare teams as much as they used to. I was about to say, if you the Cowboys, you like, well, I don't know what that what that's going like mm-hmm. right now, but I will say, whatever Terrence Steele is doing, hey, uh, Andrew, can you can y'all get together and talk about it or whatever the case may be and see if we can get him on the same regiment? Because, I mean, yeah, ACLs are slowly but surely. I I remember growing up when I would see a guy tear an ACL in the NFL, I felt like his career was over. Yeah, yeah. I felt like his career was done, and I think that um, modern technology, also modern medicine, and just fantastic training, Mm -hmm. different regiments and stuff are starting to allow players to come back earlier. What would what would his timeline? Well, the, the normally normal ACL timeline. What are you looking at possibly getting Voorhees? He would be. If so, he tore it at the combine. That's early March, like late February. I don't think you would have him for the year. No, no, no. It would be sometime in the middle of this the is, next this is this is this is a pick and stash. Is what this is. This is a pick and stash. See, and I I think with that I would be comfortable in the fifth. Give me a give me a fifth round pick, and if that's the case, he was a two time All American, and he played a ton of games for USC. Yeah, he started as starter. a freshman. And continued through the COVID year and everything. He was voted the best blocker in the Pac-12. Yeah, I mean, I mean you can it, see I think it. it's called the excuse me. I think it's called the Morris Trophy that they give yeah. to the best blocker in the in the Pac-12. But yeah, I mean he's 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 everything you really talk about in an offensive lineman. I mean he's he's made a bunch of starts. Uh, he is the, the thing that he might struggle with a little bit is, and I, I don't know if you noticed this. He gets a little top heavy. Yeah, he does. With the does. play, the way yep. he plays, and so you wonder if. If you become, if you're a top-heavy player, are you going to be able to recover like that against better competition? Mm-hmm. Are you going to be able? And not that the Pac-12 plays bad football; they they've got outstanding players. But are you going to be able to recover if you get a little top-heavy? If you get off balance and stuff like that, that's, no, that's the thing. That's the thing that I only worry about him. But yeah. man, he is a this guy is a blue-collar, hard-working guy. That I mean, he. The knee bend, the foot quickness. There's a lot of things about him that you can surely like. One thing that I need to go look at 
but about Voorhees specifically, because I watched his 2022 tape and he's solid. He's a solid player. I thought the top heaviness was there. I thought the way that he reset was kind of iffy at times. But from a most from a footwork standpoint, yeah. from a fundamental standpoint, he's a good blocker. The one thing I heard is that his 21 tape was better than his 22 tape. And mm-hmm. I have not watched his 21 tape yet. Okay. And I heard it was much better. Maybe that's something that we look into and maybe, hey, maybe we push his grade up in yeah. the fourth round. This guy, though, does have a history of knee problems. Okay. So, I mean, if you go back and you check his medical stuff, he's had a foot problem. He's had a knee problem. I'm sure he's played through a lot of things. And I think in 2018, he had a meniscus tear that he was dealing with, too. Yeah, I did did see that. So, you know, you're talking about a guy that, as an offensive lineman, that the wear and tear on these guys is not great. You know, are you drafting a guy that's always going to be dealing with injuries like that to his knees? That's something to look at. And then also, too, just – it sounds like the conversation of age has been a thing also through this this draft in particular. And mm-hmm. so, yeah, being a five-year starter is great. But then when you possibly yeah. might miss the, this your first year, how old is he going to be? He's going to be 25 and a half by the time he sees his first, see, his first NFL snap. And I wonder if that matters yeah. to any of these yeah. folks Th- that's, that's a That's something that I remember because we drafted, when I was here, we drafted Terrence Newman out of Kansas State. Mm-hmm. And he was an older corner. And everybody was like, why would you take an older corner? And then he played like 18 years. He played till he was 40. Yeah, he played 18 <laughs> years or something. It was crazy with Terrence. And I think what's going to happen is we're going to see a cycle because of the COVID seasons okay. and people going back. So I have a feeling people are going to say, oh, he's an older player. Well, half the damn draft is older, too, yeah. because yeah, the, the guys that came back and the NSA allowed them to take that extra year. So you're going to see some – there was a corner that's a – there was a five-year starter that I, I looked at the other day. But, you know, there's – like I was saying, there's, there's these guys that, you know, are playing 40, 50 games – you know, because Southern Miss kid. Yeah, because well, it was somebody I was looking at, but yeah, Montre Braswell from a cornerback spot was born in '98, so he's going to be 25 very soon. Wow. Like, I'm saying I mean, the 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 COVID seasons, it'll catch back up to where they will, you know, they no longer have the option. Yeah. But we're going to get through that cycle of those older players, and then they're going to be through. We're going to have some five and six year guys playing. You also add in the the new element of the NIL. And how college athletes, collegiate athlete, athletes can make money yeah. while playing college football. More willing football. to stay. So yeah. it makes it more enticing to stick around until yeah. their senior year. They don't have to leave as juniors. They don't have to leave right. as redshirt sophomores. They can stick around and make their money at the collegiate level as well. Uh, Aisha, let's let's hear about somebody else that you watch. I want to try. My goal today is just to talk prospects. I just want to be war room. Yeah, let's, let's just do throw that. these prospects out there. I've got a ton of Twitter on the twenty that are specifically tell me mores, and then we'll get to Beamer in that third Sweet. segment as well. So, who did you watch most recently? Oh yeah, last night I watched Jair Brown from Penn State. Okay, Ooh, okay, uh, let's have some fun. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I hadn't gotten a chance to look at him. I mentioned on Girls Talk, Boys Talk uh, that I feel like safety is something that we have just totally neglected to talk about um, just because we don't I, – I don't – it's – I think we don't consider it a need for the Cowboys right like early in the draft, but it is somewhere that I think they could address. But um, I I feel like he's so active. He's an electric player. Like there's an energy to him. Um, he's so willing to help defend in the run too, and I, I love that about I love that about him. Um, they use him in blitzing situations because he can get there. He has the speed and the tenacity. I think that his sideline to sideline um, can improve as far as coverage. But coming downhill, I mean, he's he's disrespectful disrespectful um 
I think that I, I misspoke because I said that I liked J.L. Skinner. I felt like he kind of was more like a Dono. I see a lot of Dono in this guy and, yes. and the way he plays and yeah. how vicious he plays. He's a tone setter yeah. in the same well, way. Skinner's tough, too. I think he had Skinner right oh, as no, no. well. Yeah, no, yeah, yeah. yeah. I, 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 but I, just, I feel like with this guy, just kind of in comparison to when I, when I saw Donovan coming out, I was like, okay, this guy's great downhill, but I didn't know if his coverage ability was fantastic. I think J.L. has better coverage ability than what I thought Donovan had coming out, mm-hmm. in my opinion. But anyway, um, I feel like he impacts the game. I feel like he impacts the game because he's he's so willing to be everywhere, and it's hard to get him off the field. And that's one thing I'm noticing about a lot of these players that are good. They have this thing where they're like, especially DBs, they're like, I want to play nickel. I want to be able to play in the box. I want to be able to, because they don't want to come off the field. And he's one of those guys, listening to some of his interviews too, he does not want to come off the mm. field, so he's trying to do as much as he can do. He's got that dog in him. Yeah, I think his angles, I think the further away he gets from the line of scrimmage, his angles can get a little questionable, but yeah. that's normal, right? I think, no offense, but I feel like those are things that safeties have to come and continue to learn. But 122 tackles and 10 picks in two seasons is nasty. Always, <laughs> around, she, always around the line she, of scrimmage. She completely nailed him. Seriously, and I, and I, I'm, I mean, I mean, the first line out of my thing is a much better down player than he is back. He 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 does his best to always want to be around the ball, and he's got a career of being around the ball, and you know he's aggressive to a fault. Yeah, you know, and there's some times where he plays like it's a fire drill where he's just kind of running around all over the place, and you're thinking, like, is he really seeing what's going on? Yeah. But then he kind of figures it out, and then he gets over to the ball. I think the body control and balance is going to have to improve a little bit in coverage. But and I'm not sure that's his best suit. I think Aisha's right. Put him down the box, let him tackle, let him like turn people over down there and be the physical player. But man, I, he is he is a he's one of those guys that kind of thrives in chaos mm-hmm. is what I put about him as a safety. I like yeah. that. I, I was a fan of his, but I, I think we're all coming back to the possibly nervous about him in coverage. Like you yeah. could see he can get exposed when he's asked to flip his hips and cover downfield, so he's at his best downhill filling against the run. But for the Cowboys, I, I do think they're, they're they seem to always be looking at these safeties, right? Yeah. Because DQ, at least while he's been here, and you can always have coaching turnover. We know that, so I don't know that you should always draft for a specific system or coach. But he likes using multiple safeties, and he'll use his safety as a linebacker. And Jair Brown is kind of one of those guys that he yeah. could fill, you know, in nickel dime packages. He could be essentially sub- a, a sub linebacker. Yeah, yeah absolutely, yeah. because he's best when he's close to the line of scrimmage. And I did put as well, you know, if you weren't able to re-sign, because I watched him before the Donovan Wilson deal got done, if you couldn't re-sign Dono, he's a guy that could be a replacement there. So I agree with you 100% on him, Aisha. <laughs> so it, does the length worry you at all? He's five foot eleven, even, 203. And, I mean, we were talking about J.L. Skinner. Skinner's a different body type in terms of a safety, because J.L. Skinner's six foot four, 210. Mm-hmm. So would, would you put... Jair Brown up there with the the Skinners and the Johnsons and the battles that we've kind of mentioned in the top echelon of that safety class, or is he in another tier? Where would you kind of stack him? I think it depends. Me personally, it depends on what you need him to come in and do. I now, okay. granted, we understand that the big nickel is something that a lot of teams are starting to revert to, just given the fact that I just feel like, I, well. I will say the Cowboys' luxury that they have with their safeties is not the norm. I don't feel like it's the norm to be like, oh, let me put three safeties out there. So for the Cowboys, he would fit. Now, if you want your safety to do more coverage stuff, then maybe not. Maybe if it just, I think it depends on the system personally. Yeah. Mm-hmm. 
That makes a lot of sense. I think he's he's in line with his Skinner for me. Okay. Like I, I might have him a little bit, mm. a little a little bit better than Skinner in certain areas. In certain areas. Yeah, for yeah. me. I mean, because th- there's certain strength that I think Skinner has over Brown, but there's certain where I, I would take Brown over Skinner. I think overall I might like Brown a little bit more than I like Skinner. So wow. I think he's okay. right in that same top, tier, same What'd conversation. Think, That's impressive. Top, top 100, uh, Brown 82, Skinner 88. I, I, I think there's I, I think there's a difference between the two players. And, I, and I'm not a – and I have Skinner and Brown in the same round. Yeah. Where, mm-hmm. But I, I would take Brown over Skinner in, 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 on my board. Oh, that's interesting because we, we've been very high on Skinner throughout, and that's not Absolutely. dishing Skinner, but that's yep. a, that shows just how high we are on, on J, Jair Brown and what he brings to the table. Yep. Zach, you got a player? Uh, so I, I did watch the Mizzou kid. I watched Voorhees. How about Trey Dean, the safety from Florida? Okay. I've seen split opinions on him. Okay. So Trey Dean's not a guy. He's a he's a day three pick for me. Okay. Right? He's a guy that, you know, maybe maybe they end up t- a fifth, sixth round. I've got a sixth round grade on him because I think this dude's going to be a special teamer, and then he's going to have to end up competing to get on the field as a starting safety. But he's got the football bloodlines. His cousin Ahmad Black was drafted by the Bucks in the fifth round in 2011. He's another guy, much like we were just talking about with Jair Brown. He's constantly around the football. He led the team in tackles. He can cover tight ends. I think he moves really well. He looks fluid. He's got a smooth back pedal. I would like to see him break on the football a little bit quicker. He's going to be in position to make plays, but he doesn't quite close fast enough. when he gets, So play recognition, he might be a tick late, but he's athletic, he's tough, he's willing to hit, can step in and cover the slot and carry receivers downfield. Now, he didn't test great yeah. at the combine, but he looks a lot more athletic and fast on tape. He will over-pursue, doesn't always finish. So I, I think special teams, he's going to be an immediate starter, but he's probably going to be a backup safety initially, and then we'll see how his career develops if he can end up being a starter. But I like Trey Dean. I mean, he's a guy that also, you talk about a safety that's always around the football. He goes and finds it. Yeah, he's one of those guys that, to me, you're right, he doesn't play as fast. But when you look at the testing numbers, he's got elite numbers when it comes to, like, three-cone drills and stuff yeah. like that. He's got 25 on the bench, so he's, like, verticals decent. Yeah, he's got, if you, if you have quickness, if you have strength, he's got recognition, too. He just doesn't have really good time speed. You know, so that's the thing about him. I, I think the thing is, you know, the length, the toughness, the movement part of him, I think is pretty good with him. And if you're telling me that he's got the ability to the redirection skills and stuff like that because of the three cones and the shuttles and stuff like that, that's something that a lot of these NFL teams look at. They look at those shuttle numbers. They look at the three. If a guy doesn't run fast, they're like, well, okay, it's not like he's deficient in all these areas. Mm-hmm. But I think you got him right where you do in the sixth round. Yeah. I, I, I totally agree with that. Okay. Did you get to see him at all? Yeah, a little bit. You're not a big fan? No, I'm, I'm a fan. I just think he has normal safety stuff like well in my he did nothing opinion. to like to wow you in any yeah. way no, no, i mean no, no. no i thought he was de- i thought he was decent what i'm saying is is like even his deficiencies to me i i'm i understand so i'm i'm trying to find the balance and evaluating like is this something he can get better at is this sure. is this 
I asked myself, the is ceiling? this normal, yeah, is this mm-hmm. normal yeah. for yeah. a safety? And most of his weaknesses, besides, like, the lack of burst that I see yeah. him have sometimes or lack of, like, angst I have to, he has sometimes are normal things to me. And like, I, yeah. like we talked about, angles, just he's a tackling machine, but you ain't going to make every single one of them. So, right. yeah. No, I like his I like his range for the most part. I like his range. And he looks the part. Like you said, he looks the part. He looks sure. like a guy. But I don't – I didn't – with the testing, you think the testing is going to help make him drop? Because I feel like what I saw on film was different than what I saw testing. Right. Out. I agree. Yeah, the, te- the, testing, the testing is going to give him a chance to be drafted probably earlier than we have him on our boards. You know, but that's what I'm saying. If, the, the thing if, – if he was running a 4-6 – and then it was also the testing numbers were poor. Then you you would probably say he's he's undraftable. Sure, I mean yeah. there might yeah. be a well, he ran a says, four hey. six. He went, ran a four seven five, which is yeah. not good. Yeah. Not for good the safety no. position. But he looks to me he 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 played faster when sure. I watched him. And they do have him play in, in covering the slot some. And I think yeah. that he can cover tight ends. I think for safeties now, when you're looking at him, especially this tight end class, as we've talked yeah. about it, that's super important. Like if you have a safety that you don't think can come up and cover a tight end, that's going to be a liability in your defense. How can a I just that's not a fast time for a safety. No, no not at all. it was bad. Not it's at all. Terrible. Yeah. Yeah. All, all the rest of his numbers, and Brian brought this up. The rest of his numbers are fine. Vertical was thirty six and a half, which is the like that's a above average score. You've got a ten or ten zero zero four broad jump. You've got a four two six shuttle. Ten four broad is what D- that was. Yeah. Decent. Yeah. Sorry, I was trying to think of how to say that without having the scouting number on there. But the. Uh, the numbers outside of the forty were okay, and then he went to his pro day and he ran a four six eight. Yeah, but his ten yard split was worse than it was at the combine, so right. it didn't really help out his case a whole lot. But trading is the curious case of the safety position here in twenty twenty three. All right, when we come back, we're going to do some Twitter on the twenty, including a ton of questions. I've had four or five questions about a fullback. What fullback could be on the board for the Cowboys at some point in the mid-rounds? We come back with more of the Draft Show. Hey, Cowboys fans. If you're looking for a full-time or part-time job, check out Liberty Tax, proud partner of the Dallas Cowboys. If you've got tax experience and want to help your community with their finances, you're the perfect candidate. No tax experience? We also offer in-person tax school courses locally. Liberty Tax has 79 locations across DFW and 2,300 offices nationwide. Learn more about our job opportunities at libertytax.com slash hiring or call your local Liberty Tax office today. Craving something flavorful? Replace that bloated burrito feeling with Smoothie King's new Power Meal Smoothies. With three delicious flavors like cinnamon banana, blueberry raspberry, and spinach pineapple, you can fill up on flavor, not calories. Each meal replacement smoothie is packed with 20 grams of protein, 7 grams of fiber, and 23 vitamins and minerals, all under 350 calories with 0 grams of added sugar. So next time you want something flavorful, swap fast food for a Power Meal smoothie. Order today on the Smoothie King app. Smoothie King, the official smoothie of the Dallas Cowboys. I'm Darren Woodson, former Dallas Cowboy player and Super Bowl champion. When I played in the NFL at a high level, I relied on my vision to see the field. As I started getting older, I noticed my vision wasn't as good, and I was getting frustrated from wearing my glasses all day. I went to Laser Care Eye Center, and Dr. G talked about all the options. Thanks to technology and Laser Care Eye Center, I can see near, far, and between. Don't fumble your vision any longer. Visit them at dfweyes.com and tell them Darren sent you. They got me back on my game. 
What do you call a group of grown men and women with their faces painted silver and blue who get together every week to share a three-hour-long ritual of jumping, sinking, and toasting Miller Lite in 10-gallon hats while yelling, how about them cowboys? You call it Miller Time in Dallas. Here's to the cowboys. Here's to the original light beer. It's Miller Time. Celebrate responsibly. 2021 Miller Brewing Company, Fort Worth, Texas. It's only a kick, a jump, a block. It's only a serve. It's only a tackle, a run. It's only for the fans. After all, it's only pressure. You got this. Adidas. This is the DallasCowboys.com Draft Show. Whether you're relaxing on a boat or hiking on a trail, both of those sound nice, make sure you complete your look for any outdoor activity with Cowboys Columbia gear, score tested tough apparel at your local pro shop or log on to DallasCowboys.com. A fanatics experience. See you out there. Cowboys you cook crawfish fans. and that stuff, too. See you out there. Hey, there Best you go. See you out there was nice. See you out there. See you out there. There you go. That was nice. Yeah, uh, we'll see How you, do you out there about on those tight ends? April 31st <laughs> or whatever it is. Huh? How do you feel about those tight ends? Man. Darnell Washington man. is off Aisha's board. I did. Done. Out of the out of the question. I was saying that that might she also be a hates concern. That might be a deterrent for some of these. I hear you. Some yeah. people, some some coaches. I, I wish there was. I I wish, but I also don't wish there was a mic that was hot in like in the break. I'm gonna get just fired. to see the conversation. That's what I'm saying. I don't wish because we would not have jobs. But if we had job, I mean, if we were able to keep our jobs and have that behind the scenes content, I think it'd be great. It'd be awesome. All right, Brian's like, Brian. Hell no. Brian's like, stop, stop talking. Shut your mouth, cow. All right, we had a ton of questions on some. Oh, God. Twitter, Twitter on the Twitter. Yeah, a little late, but that's okay. We'll get back Sorry after it that. next week. You're good. You're good. Uh, we had a ton of questions on Twitter on the 20 with the fullback position. Oh. And there was one that specifically has piqued the interest of Cowboys Nation. His name is Hunter Lipke from North Dakota State. That's how you say it. Hunter Lipke. But he's from the Bison, North Dakota State. Decent player. Has anybody watched him? Anybody think about how he could fit into this mold? Because Mike McCarthy has been known to love himself some fullbacks, mm. and this is one that some people have as high as the fourth or fifth round. What? Mm-hmm. I've heard about him. I have not watched him myself yet. I probably saw a little bit him. of him when I was watching uh, Cody Malk. Yeah. Okay. But yeah. I, you know what? To me, I, it's funny that you say this about the fullback, and we should probably – I know me. I should probably do this. I have not seen this guy play. No, me okay. either. And I and and to me, it's it's one of those things where if, here I am. I'm preaching about you're missing guys or whatever, mm-hmm. and I don't know. I don't. He uses a fullback, right? He ain't picking a fullback in the fourth round. I'm sorry, I, I just don't see that. Are you drafting a fullback, or is that a UFA guy? Well, th- right. To me, I would rather it be a UFA. Play. It might be a thing where you're looking, like you say, you're looking at traits and stuff in the sixth and seventh round. And I'm, I'm not trying to make excuses why I didn't see the guy. Mm-hmm. But right now, I'm sitting there trying to figure out 
you know, 22 running backs. Probably need to figure out a f- one fullback. Yeah. I'll make so I could probably need to do one or two kickers, too. And Brian, you know this better than us. When's the last time the Cowboys selected a fullback? Ah, uh, right. I don't, I don't know if they. I don't have think they have two. Two. So maybe so like Robert Newhouse. We're way trying back to. In the, yeah, I'm find I mean, that we're out. trying to cram and get. I'm, I'm trying to get to a minimum of it's 200 not guys. I'm you almost need, there. You need to look at the guy. I'll look at Hunter Lipke tonight. You need. Yeah, absolutely. So here's need, I mean. here's my scouting report that I had on him for the draft magazine because I liked him at the combine or not the combine. Excuse me, the Senior Bowl in the Senior Bowl tape that he he was at the Senior Bowl in Mobile. He was pretty impressive. I said he moves expe- exceptionally well without the ball in his hands, takes the right angles to make a block in space, and he runs crisp routes and keeps his footwork contained as he gets moving, can nearly play every position behind the line of scrimmage, except for quarterback, of course. But I said when he has the ball in his hands, there's just no yards after the catch factor mm. whatsoever. He'll labor into defenders instead of trying to avoid them. He also gets pushed off the line of scrimmage by bigger defenders when he tries to set a block whenever he doesn't have momentum behind him. Yeah. So whenever he's just at the line of scrimmage, he's coming up, he needs a head of steam to really latch on to a defender and let him ride backwards. I said not, not a tight end contingency. He runs the routes. He's able to create a little bit of separation, but as soon as he catches the ball, like he's – a Sitting duck, which and makes me that's sad. about it. Which makes me sad because I, I actually did. I glanced at him and I said, "Lateral quickness?" Question mark. So mm-hmm. that's kind of yep. <laughs> same deal. I glanced at him. Yep. Dang it, and that's then, not good. I know. And then injury bug. I said, "Oh, injury bug, is he a hurt guy?" Question mark. He's Ooh, okay. with, He's had a couple. Sur- I think he's had a surgery. He's he had a left with- shoulder. And he missed the final five games of this past year, and he had uh, some sort of undisclosed injury in 2020 through the COVID year. And the only thing, and it really, like, Kyle, you made some good points about him, um, just kind of what you saw from him. When you guys go back and see, I'm sure we'll talk about it, but when the only reason I would take a fullback in, like, the fourth or something, or mm-hmm. you looking at a, a use check, everybody and their mama yeah. wants, wants to find, wants one. To find yeah. the yeah. next Kyle use check. And with the lack of lateral quickness, it kind of takes that away. I don't think that use check is just, but the, the fact that you can use him in so many different ways and in open space, yeah. not just coming downhill all the time. It's not always just him coming downhill. So I feel like that lessens his. His, I don't like the S. I don't like the stock word, but stock, his, yeah. his, his his draft stock with the fact that there's not use check like qualities mm-hmm. all the way around. If if I'm gonna ta- if I'm gonna draft a fullback in this game, he gotta have gotta have some of that. Some you of that. want a freak yep. athlete that can be a mismatch for you. That can get involved in the passing game. He's also gonna be a good blocker. I mean, I I, I like the question because I think it's challenging. It's challenging me to be more like, all right, let me pay more attention to the fullback position because that's one that I think we kind of gloss over. Yeah. When it comes I know to the I draft. do. I do every time. Yeah. I do every time because I, so I, I wasn't it's even having easy. him on there. Yeah. I, no, I do it every time because to me, like I said, it, you get affected by. There's other ways to get around. Not if I'm sure if somebody said, "Hey, have you seen this kid from North Dakota State, the fullback?" That's you know, like, oh no, I haven't. Oh, well, you need to watch him. That kind of thing. There and, you go. You know, and I, I do. I mean, I feel like that so, somebody could take him. I will say this: if he has a history of shoulder problems and he's a fullback, you're out. You're not going to be. Not going to be considered very high because that, to me, I mean, that's that's your whole that's your livelihood. You are going to be a battering ram at the point of attack, and if you're dealing with shoulder and neck issues as a fullback, that, that's not going to get you on many, many, many draft boards. Yeah, I think some of the other fullbacks that we'd we'd look at: Javon Williams, Jr., Southern Illinois, mm-hmm. is a senior. Uh, Iowa's got a kid, Monte Potabom. 
uh, that could be under consideration. But again, I, I don't know if these guys are going to get drafted. They might be undrafted for rookie free agents that the Cowboys could end up bringing in. Maybe Lipke is a guy that does, but I, I'll watch him tonight. I'll, I'll yeah. take a look at Lipke. I've heard Jax Deneen was kind of impressive from Kansas State. That's another fullback that could kind of be in that that realm. All of these guys are probably undrafted free agents except for Lipke. I think he's the only draft. Well, that's the one guy. we need to take a look at. And Cowboys Twitter has been on him. They've they've sent multiple questions about Lipke. It's so there's our homework assignment. Because you look at John Coon who is so good in Green yeah, Bay with yeah. Mike McCarthy. So I, I can see McCarthy maybe wanting to, to get a fullback and one that he likes a lot and trusts. Yeah, no more, ti- no more tight ends as fullbacks. <laughs> no more of the, or, you know, the, the McGovern package. Yeah. Oh, the Hulk so package. Could we see that completely go away? I will say that Possibly. sometimes it was, it was successful when there was a tight end. Yeah, but may- maybe teams switch to doing something like that. But that's kind of sa- actually kind of makes me kind of sad because growing up, fullback was a thing. Oh, yeah. Heck yeah, man. You know, there was a part. There was a part. Yeah. Of, there was a point in football that fullback was like, if you didn't have one, it was looked at as a weak point yeah. in your yeah. run game. And so now that the games transition to, well, it's so spread, what, right? What well, mean, this this organization yeah. has a great history of fullbacks. I went all the way back to Robert Newhouse. Uh, in the 70s, yeah. uh, you know, Daryl Johnston, of course. you know, what he's done through uh, his those Super Bowl runs and stuff like that. So, you know, absolutely. It, it's a, it's a it's a it, depending on how your scheme is and how you run the ball, uh, you know, that's that could be a that could be a, a big reason why you have success doing it. All right. Next Twitter on the 20 question. Tell me more about Jackson Player, defensive tackle out of Baylor. Has anybody seen Jackson Player? If you haven't, well, we can move on to the next name. Anybody seen him? No. You got him? You're a Baylor guy. I am a Baylor guy, well, but if no. If you got him, go. I don't have him. He actually went to my high school, I will tell you oh, that. Oh, he's a, and I still he's don't. a Midway, yeah, Waco he's a Midway, Midway kid? Waco Midway grad. Wow. Nice. I watched a lot of uh, Siaki. Ika, yeah, yeah, from from Baylor. I watched a lot of him, and I just kind of caught a glimpse of of Jackson Player. I don't know a ton about him, even though he did go to my high school. Uh, what about Caillou Blue Kelly from Stanford? Now we're now we're cooking. Now you're cooking. Now we're cooking. Uh, yeah, this is a. Uh, yeah, Stanford was not very good uh, at uh, football this year, and uh, that was a, that was one of the reasons why my buddy Dave Shaw uh, uh, re- resigned. So, but he, you know, they do they do, every once in a while Stanford will put in a they, they they do have a great history of being able to come up with these guys that that are. You know, like with with Shaw, they were super, super, super tough. I'm trying to get to my notes here. I mean, our our, our system here at the Cowboys, we're having a our, our internet's I'll not. Blame the Wi-Fi. Here not comes Krusty over Ky- here. Do you have you seen this player? What's the name? Caillou Blue. Yeah, Caillou Blue Kelly. Yeah, yeah. the corner. Yeah, yeah. good player. Uh, now him versus Jordan Addison. I've got him right here. Then go Actually, for it. Go, go for, for it. it. Then I'll fill in the. Blank. Yeah, he's a thin-looking player on tape and super competitive in the way he plays. Uh, but he'll line up on both sides of the field. He's comfortable playing at depth or playing up tight. Uh, you can he can run with this guy. He has really good hand use and skill to maintain his position while moving. I thought he did a really nice job of reading the route as it developed. He, he tracks the ball well enough. Uh, has a feel for how to high point or play in the air with this, or he could play with his off hand. Uh, you know, there were times where he was denying the football. Uh, it's the the thing that he showed the ability that he could be a physical tackler, and he's more willing to throw his body around to bring a ball carrier down. But sometimes he doesn't wrap up. It's just like throwing, you know, throwing his body in there. Uh, he did. He did try and tackle. You watch him against Jordan Addison from mm-hmm. USC, and Addison did break free from him for a touchdown. But that was it. 
I thought he had a smooth, relaxed pedal playing off. He can really come out of his break when driving. Type of player that can carry his man all over the field. He does compete. And yep. I think that's the thing that's probably his best trade of a six one one ninety one too. So there's a, that's the redeeming quality about him as well. I thought he had really good closing speed to make plays against screens and hot routes. You can tell opposing offenses showed a lot of respect to him. They yeah. didn't want to challenge him a lot. Now he will get blocked, but he's competing. Like he's constantly fighting back. He'll get shoved. He's going to shove right back. He's got some dog in him at corner, mm. which I'm always looking for. I think he can improve as a tackler. You mentioned he got beat downfield against Addison. I saw that as well. He did give up some plays. I think he lacks elite speed for the position. I think he's at his best when he can get physical with the receiver. He stays in phase a little bit better. He'll give up some inside leverage so he can be susceptible to some in-breaking routes, but he doesn't get fooled by a lot of jukes and dance moves at the line of scrimmage. He's got clean feet off the line is one of the notes that I, I, I put. I, I think he's any, he's probably a third-round range for me is Caillou Blue Kelly. If you end up not taking a corner you know, day one uh, and then you're looking at day two if you want to go tight end in the second round where we think there's going to be a run or another position, Caillou Blue Kelly He's a good corner to take in round three. I'd he, be very happy with him. He on my on my I've now got 142 guys I've stacked, and so he's number 99 on my board. Wow. So he's right inside the top 100 for me. Right inside there, mm-hmm. Caillou Blue Kelly to keep it. And the eye name's on. great. It is a great name. It is a name. dope name. Uh, what about City So? Speaking of a great name, mm. City So, offensive guard from Eastern Michigan. Peter wanted to know a little bit more about that. Dang it, Peter. Small school offensive guard. Come I think on, I got Peter. this guy done. Yeah, yeah. Go ahead. you could talk about him. I'll fill in. I have not seen him, so I got I two have. guys that I need to I watch have. tonight. He, he had a That's great... a part of the reason, like, I, I just want to throw names out. No, this we is good. Well, hopefully about. you throw names out that we've seen. Sorry, I'm trying. <laughs> City So, what you got, Brian? Uh, he was a starter at left guard for the Eastern Michigan Eagles. He's a massive man. Man, he tested very well at the combine. Sure did. And the numbers don't always translate into the film study. I would not call him a fluid mover, but he's powerful. Mm. He can get movement when he comes off the ball. His mass is difficult for opponents to deal with. Keeps the feet moving at contact in the running game. Adequate to find the targets on those short pulls. He uses that full extension. He'll roll his hips to set his anchor when he's bull rushed. His punch is generally uh, accurate and well-timed. He pops uh, into a straight leg attack sometimes off the snap. You got to be worried about him being a little tall. But uh, he, he, you know, there's some some angle issues that he has, and, and he's the you know the body control for the extension of the block could be a little bit of a problem for him. So, um, you know, he played a ton of snaps at Eastern Michigan. He was he's a Canadian kid, so he's going to need. I think he's going to need some serious technique work, but size makes him worth the shot. Yeah, and I also said you said he played a lot of snaps. I, I had that he's he's durable. Yeah, he's durable. Mm-hmm. Like the guy, play he played a lot while he was there. He didn't have a lot of injuries. Um, and then you you mentioned the guard slash tackle flex. Yeah, with him, which is important as well. I felt like he was really stout at the point of attack, like you were talking about. His vicious, his punches, it's pretty vicious. But I also felt like I'm see what else he. Oh, I didn't like that he he oversets. He yeah. oversets. Mm, okay. He um, has to almost compensate because he's probably when you overset, you're probably a little bit worried about speed or him having to deal yeah, with that speed. Yeah, and that's more because to me of his feet. Right. More okay. because of his feet, not his yeah. hands. So yeah. again. Things he can work on. Him and um, John Gaines yeah. from UCLA. Yeah. Yeah. I see a lot of similarities in their play. They both, if I'm not mistaken, tested pretty well at the Combine. So those are two gentlemen that I wanted to bring up today anyway because they were a little farther down the guard depth chart. But I know that there's a possibility that we maybe are looking at that. Tell me a little bit about Gaines because if, if the Cowboys don't go guard early, that could be – 
a, a big time pickup in the middle rounds yeah. for sure. Hold on, let me get to my notes on him. <laughs> I got yeah. him if you want to. Uh, oh, yeah, I fill in. Go ahead. All right, John Gaines at UCLA. Uh, he's the left guard for the Bruins. He appears to be much larger and thicker on tape than his 303 is what he weighs. He tested mm. as the best guard at the combine. But, again, he doesn't really play as well as he tested. There are times where he's off balance. He struggles to keep his feet. The body control and balance could be a little bit all over the place with this guy. He tends to struggle on the second level when he's asked to get in those positions. He does have some stoutness as a pass protector. But the more that he has to move, the more trouble he has staying connected with the rusher. Uh, He looked like a highly intelligent player, an assignment sound type Mm -hmm. of a guy. He started at center, at guard, at tackle. Uh, you know, so you kind of like him for the flexibility. Yeah, I feel like he could find the targets and stuff like that. But again, it's that sustain with him hitting those landmarks and things like that. His, I think that you know, you watch him. He he tends to slide off opponents in the running game for you know for the way that he blocks. So um, that's kind of what I think about John. I like the fact that he can play all three spots. Yeah, that position flex is going to help him. He, he's got some, but like I said, there's a little bit of that where the technique stuff is, is going to be a little bit of an issue for him. It's so crazy that you mentioned that he tested what better than any guard at the Combine, and I feel like his he's he showed like speed and athleticism and all this stuff but like you said like it isn't something that just translates it it translates but it doesn't because you need more power and i don't think that he plays i know that's your thing i don't think he plays with as much power as city so especially in the run game now i think his pass pass game sets are far better and um i feel like in a in a zone scheme he might work um but his hands are low yeah, yeah his a, hands aren't good. His hands are low a lot, and that's why he's late with his punch a lot of the time, and I didn't like that. Mm-hmm. I, didn't, I didn't like that at all. So, um, yeah, those are, like like we were talking about, those are two dudes, though, that I was like, maybe with some coaching and some, you know, some. I feel like there's more I, There's more upside with City. I've got I've got both of them in the fifth. I have gains over the top of so okay. myself. Okay. You think so? Okay. And and I, I both got them in the fifth, and but they both fall out. They'll both likely fall. Well, they they'll be in the one fifty range for me when I'm starting to stack them. I don't mm-hmm. have them yet in my in my one fifty mix it's a process. Yeah, but the thing about because say I'm worried about having to add a fullback or some yeah, sure. BS like that. But uh, <laughs> you know, the, come the, on, Lipke, let's go. I, know, I don't know. You, you know, no, you get to a certain point. And you're like, okay, I'm not going to look at a player that's going to be in the top 150. I just don't feel like that. Mm. I just don't feel like so. I've got to a point where I've got him stacked. But fifth round, Gaines, Sal, that's how I have got him right there. Okay, I've got another guy. You're speaking of up, upside, but also still kind of a bit of a risky pick just because of some of his, his past. Zach Evans, running back from Ole Miss. And I know Zach knows this guy because we, you and I used to cover him in yep. the studio back when he was playing high school ball in Texas. But he went to Ole Miss, started at TCU, was there for a couple of seasons, transferred to Ole Miss thinking that was his best shot to get to the NFL. Tell me more about Zach Evans and what he brings to the football field. He's got a mean stiff arm. He hits the hole. Uh, I mean, with, with vengeance, there's not a lot of wasted motion with him. He doesn't dance around. He's got impressive acceleration in the open field. I think he fits best in an outside zone scheme. I think he'd work really well in San Francisco or in Miami. Wow. Uh, you know, that that kind of system where we've seen like a Raheem Mostert or North Texas' own Jeff Wilson have success. He's a good safety net out of the backfield. You don't see a lot of route combination from, from him like you 
you would at Kenny McIntosh mm-hmm. out of Georgia. But he's he, he's safe. You can check it down to him in the in the uh, in the flats. You rarely see him get knocked backwards. He plays behind his pads. He lowers his shoulder to finish runs, much like like we've seen here with Ezekiel Elliott over his career. Sometimes would like to see him make the first guy miss more, but he's overall a very solid runner. runner. He did have a fumble when I watched him against Troy where he breaks a tackle in the backfield and another defender knocks the ball out from the backside. So he might need to improve uh, you know, the, the, the possession and ball security a little bit. But, I mean, Zach Evans is a heck of a player. You see the talent, yeah. but you do need to make sure he checks off all the background and, and personality traits that you want because that's been something that's carried on. He's, he's played at three different teams in college, and that was an issue for him. He got benched in the state championship game when he was in high school. Yep. This guy's player 101 on my board. And uh, I'll say this about him. He is not afraid to lower that shoulder and deliver a blow. He's always plowing for extra yards. He's got some run where he was able to grab the edge. But I think he's kind of a little bit more of an inside runner. And uh, he locates the hole, makes the cut. He runs with some power. He could be a hard guy to bring down. Uh, I felt like he had a little bit more power than he did speed. You saw some long runs, but not game-breaking type runs. I just don't think he has that type of speed. But uh, the balance was really good. There's a snap or two where he was able to jump over a defender. He had some carries where he breaks tackles in the open field. I did not see, uh, I don't know, I was maybe the games I was looking at, Auburn, Arkansas, Kentucky, catching the football and stuff like that. You guys would have to help me on that one but uh, that I noticed. But the, when, when the ball did come his way, he was able to make the catches. So, yeah. you know, he's impressive with the bulk and the power. He's the type of back that just kind of wears you down with the way that he runs. He absolutely does. He gets better as the game goes on. Yeah, I said he was decisive. Um, I, again, don't know if those are the right words to use, but he's a decisive decisive runner if he sees it he's gonna go he's gonna take some risk he's gonna take some chances he's gonna try to make he's he's and like you said he's not gonna try to make a lot of guys miss he's decisive he's like no I'm, yeah I'm, this is it for me yeah. i'm going to i'm running <laughs> putting the ground right upfield boom exactly ab- absolutely and um one thing that i also too i how did y'all feel about him in past pro when he wants to, yeah. I think he can do it. There's he, just times I think he makes some business decisions. I don't make yeah. decisions. That's a great way yeah. to put it. Yeah. I'm yeah. starting to make now, like it's, it's super cliche, but I'm starting to make a bigger deal out of pass pro in this league now with you running should. back because even more than I think I want to say two, three years ago, like it matters because of how mm-hmm. much the ball is being passed around. Like yep. you're, you're well for your ability back. to stay on the field too. Yeah, yeah you're looking yeah. for a three down back. Yeah, yeah. 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 with offensive line play, yeah. you need a guy that's gonna. And that's one of the things that I kind of was like. Meh. Yeah, sure, 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 sure. And then, like you said, <laughs> the off the field stuff is things that you want to check out on. But he was a thirty visit, if I remember. He was a guy that reportedly, yeah, report, yeah. reportedly rather yep. a, a thirty visit. So maybe the Cowboys are looking at maybe taking a chance on the dude or just seeing what he got because he is that powerful. Dip your shoulder. Mm-hmm. I'm gonna make you pay, runner. And I, that's something that maybe you're lacking right now. Mm-hmm. And you do your background work and you kind of see what type of guy he is, bring him in, have him one-on-one and kind of have do your due diligence. And that's what that scouting department across the way has been very good at over the last couple of years. All right, when we come back, it's Beamer's Choice. We're going to have him give us some tell me more. We're going to get to some more prospects. We've already hit 10 so far in this show. Let's go. Deep dives into prospects here on the draft show when we come back right after this. I'm Dak Prescott, quarterback of the Dallas Cowboys. Blockchain.com is one of the most trusted ways to buy, sell, and trade crypto. Whether you're always on the go or stay closer to home, Blockchain.com is just a few taps away. 
put the power of crypto in your pocket so no matter where you are, you can trade on your terms and build a crypto portfolio to fit your life. For crypto pros, rookies, and anyone in between, Blockchain.com makes it easy to own a piece of the future. Blockchain.com, trusted by millions, trusted by America's team. In a stressful world, Lincoln provides balance and calm amidst the chaos by creating sanctuaries that move you through the world with ease. Our vehicles make your time richer and more uplifting with human-centric design, intelligent technology, and powerful performance. As the official luxury vehicle of the Dallas Cowboys, driving a Lincoln is just another way to show your team pride. Experience our full lineup of luxury vehicles, including the Corsair, Aviator, Navigator, and Nautilus at Lincoln.com. What do you call a group of grown men and women with their faces painted silver and blue who get together every week to share a three-hour-long ritual of jumping, sinking, and toasting Miller Lite and 10-gallon hats while yelling, how about them cowboys? You call it Miller Time in Dallas. Here's to the cowboys. Here's to the original light beer. It's Miller Time. Celebrate responsibly. 2021 Miller Brewing Company, Fort Worth, Texas. Star Sports Tours is the only official fan travel partner of the Dallas Cowboys, offering exclusive game weekend travel packages with pregame sideline access and photo ops with current players, cheerleaders, and cowboy legends. You want to stay at a team hotel, attend the best tailgate party in Texas, tour the star, and talk X's and O's with me, Everson Walls? With Star Sports Tours, you can. Visit CowboysTravel.com to book your travel package today. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. This is the DallasCowboys.com Draft Show. Back here on the Draft Show, where you can now overcome your taxiety today with Liberty Tax. Proud partner of the Dallas Cowboys. Book an appointment today at LibertyTax.com slash Cowboys. Brian Broaddus, Zach Wolchuk, Aisha Morrison. I'm Kyle Yeomans, and we've got Chris Beam in the back, who has done an absolutely fantastic job with his team of let's say b-roll scouts how about we put it that way they're b-roll scouts the beam roll the beam roll roll. i like that the beam roll he's put together hundreds and i mean hundreds of highlight tapes over the last couple of weeks so over these last couple minutes of the show we're gonna have him choose to tell me more about these specific players and i believe beamer you're gonna start with one that has a connection inside the building right i am because I'm going to start with Deuce Vaughn, and here's his B-roll. I'm going to put his B-roll up for everybody. Here. Running back from Kansas State. Oh, my gosh, he's amazing. He's fun. Oh. You like you – like. what, what do you do with Deuce Vaughn? Okay. He's so small. He You're, you're 40 times when you run a 4, 5, 7 or something like that. Yep. But it seems like he makes plays all over the field. Oh, he so does. What, what do you do with Deuce Vaughn? See, here's the issue with Deuce. We were just talking about the pass blocking, right? Mm. Deuce Vaughn's not going to give you that. But Deuce Vaughn is just a playmaker. I mean, he can, you talk about a guy who can make plays. He would have been your prototypical, I think, third down back 
in, in if several years ago where you're talking about a guy who can make plays out of the backfield, he can catch it. I mean, he, he's capable of running routes from the slot. You see him do that at Kansas, uh, Kansas State. He's elusive. He carried a massive workload in college. So despite the size, to me, durability is not a question. But he, he's just... you. You blink and oh my gosh! I mean, his start-stop quickness just jumps off the charts. Low center of gravity, obviously, because he's smaller, so he's difficult to see. I think there's sometimes maybe he'll try and break a run outside, or, or he'll take angles where you're thinking, no, no, just cut that up there instead, <laughs> and he leaves some yards on the field. But you watch Deuce Vaughn; he, he might be one of the most exciting players to study in the entire draft class. It's the size that's going to knock him. And then you mentioned Aisha, the pass blocking ability. I don't think he's got. That. That. The only thing that's to me that would knock him is the size. Yeah, like but, right. I yeah. mean, I when you look at the player and what the player is capable of, the the receiving capability, the speed, the burst. Um, he's a former soccer player, so he's yeah. a guy that has a lot of durability and awareness and mm-hmm. in aware, vision, awareness, intelligent. And he's an intelligent guy, and even to a point to where he avoids similarity to Zeke, how Zeke did. Like he avoids a lot of the low hits that people try to take on him because he's just aware of where he is on the field. And so I, that to me, the only thing that's going to limit limit him or people will be nervous about is his size and the durability because of the size or whatever. Yeah, th- th- you know, I, th- I think you guys make great points about him as a player. I, I think you have to have a, a, a plan. for If you draft yes. him, you have to have a plan of when you watch him on tape, the offensive coordinators and the running back coaches and those guys, they're like, listen, he could fit into this package. I mean, th- you could watch Kansas State tape and figure out ways to use him. Yeah. You know, I and, and I, I love his toughness. I love how elusive he is. I think there's an advantage to him being short, actually. When you do talk about him running behind bigger NFL offensive it's lines, hard to see him. and it's hard to see, and all of a sudden he squirts out the other side, it's already a six-yard gain. The guy catches the ball well. He's super tough. He comes from a football family. You know, I mean, you, there's so many positive things. Listen, let's not act like he's not the only short, productive player in this draft. Nope. All it. we've done is watch short, productive players. Flowers, Dell. You know this guy right here. I mean, that's that's what you have to do. You have to have a vision and an idea for what you want to do with this kid. And he, he plays big time football and has been productive doing it. And we talked about yesterday the, the returning ability. That's what I was about to say too. Yeah, Deuce Von Z I that can give you that if you want him to be a kick and a punt returner. I believe he could be very successful at that. And also, you mentioned, I mean, super important for running back. His his ball security is top notch. It's impressive. It's, it's top notch. He's talked about how much he um how much work he's put into it and just to to add that to the trifecta of the things he does well. Yeah. He's in the zero percentile in height and arm length. He's in the one percentile in weight and he's in the 30 and 32 percentile in bench press and broad jumps. And so I, yes. dr- I draft the heck out of him. Yeah, but he's you look been, at the tape, and the tape is magnificent. Figure it out. He's you know, yeah. these, coaches, so these coaches make millions of dollars. You know, Don't <laughs> tell me the kid can't play. I watched him play at Kansas State, he can play. and he can play. And so, you know, kind of figure it out. But then again, you know, Bill Parcells is in my ear going, you draft an exception, you have a team full of exceptions. Mm-hmm. I think this is a good exception to have. Absolutely. There you go. I would, I would absolutely like to have this exception. Two more points, and this backs up the durability that you guys are talking about. And Zach brought it up initially. 235 carries in 21. He followed that up with 293 carries in 2022. That's nearly 300 carries in a collegiate football season. 
That's unbelievable mm-hmm. how much of a durable running back he is and how much they utilized him at Kansas State. Led the Big 12 in all-purpose yards in 21, and he led the FBS in all-purpose yards in 2022. He can play. Go get you a guy. What's next on our list, Beamer? My second player is Division Two Player of the Year, which is Caleb Murphy. Oh, this is uh, <laughs> Fair State, right? Ferris State. State. First State. That is right. Ferris State. Yeah, okay. You're going to the Bulldogs, right? Yeah, you're about to see some pretty crazy. uh, This guy was, he set a record for sacks. In uh, in that in that division, and what's interesting about this cat, he was 254 pounds uh, at the combine, and on his pro day, he weighed 263 pounds. Is what he did, and Whoa. you can see right there when you're watching, if you're able to, the highlights of him. He he has the ability to get around blockers and get around him quickly, and kind of leaves them in their dust in the way he plays. He's a really really good finisher around the ball. Yeah, you could see the ability to chase. There's the dip, and then now get to uh, the quarterback. Balls on the ground. You know, if he has a little bit of a a weakness, they kind of talk about his playing strength is what they do. So to me, I would be a little bit mindful about that. You know, let's see if he's going to able to get around some of these NFL. We'll be all watching preseason games. It'll be in the fourth quarter, and all of a sudden this kid will come flying because the tackles are not very good, and maybe that's where he has an effect. But I kind of feel like the fact that he went from 254 to 263, he feels like he needs to get a little bit bigger for the position. But the numbers are surely there for him. So what do they always say about these Division Two, Division Three prospects, they better look like a man amongst boys. Well, they better walk on water. Something I always stood. That's and, another yeah, one too. Yeah, and, and you know, but this guy, like I said, he's been to a couple of different schools: Grand Valley State, mm-hmm. and now with Fair State. And you know, he dealt with the COVID thing and the pandemic. You know, when they play that in that division of football, they just totally canceled the season, so he yeah. lost that right there. But you know, you could see right here. I mean, he he is a very very productive player. There's no question about that. You know, he's again, it's going to be about figuring out. You know, developing some pass rush moves and and finding a way to use his length and that quickness that he has uh, to be able to finish like he did mm-hmm. at this level. Yeah, he was able to finish those former accountants off pretty yeah. significantly Jeez. against Sorry. the the uh, Colorado you, School of Mines out can't there. Can't talk about him that bad because I think Cole, he played against Cody Malk a couple times. Yeah, okay, there you go. Don't talk about him that bad. That's fair. Best That's year fair. in the draft. Six fumble recoveries yeah. last year, and then he had four recoveries as a junior. Wow. I mean, he is always around the football. Okay, keep an eye on Caleb Murphy. There's a name that you didn't think you would hear in the draft process. Mm. How about that? One more Beamer. We got time. One more before you. I think you will actually kick us off the air. Oh, we got all day on this. Ooh, <laughs> let's go. Oh, all right. We got a couple all, more. For, for me. Wait a minute. You got, you got guys that have to do a radio show in the afternoon. <laughs> yeah, so, that's yeah. true. Right, so I'm going to give you this, this. The only reason I'm going to give you this guy is because every time he catches a touchdown, he always tells the, the DB that he's too small. So this is going to be Grant DuBose from Charlotte, wide receiver. Okay. Grant DuBose from Charlotte, all conference USA, a couple different times. I like what he brings to the table. I'm trying to pull up my notes on him. Hold up. I'm looking. I'm, again, I've got, I've got computer slowness yeah, here myself. Video is up. He's six foot six two, two. He's two a big boy. I got to see him actually in person against North Texas a couple of years ago. Oh, it's Go Mean Green. He, he makes some plays down the field. He kind of feasted. Now, Jalen Darden was an absolute star uh, in the game as well. But, I mean, he, he's a guy that just makes a ton of plays down the field. Here's your touchdown catch with watch. He just throws up. Yeah, Boom. he's small. Little boy. <laughs> little boy. It reminds me a little bit of what Jalen Tolbert did with, at South Alabama last year. Wow. He was always kind of 
and talking about, you know. And here's another one. Watch this. Yeah. And he's going to look at this guy and go, yeah, buddy, you too small. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, buddy, you too small. Well, I, I, oh, he's going to celebrate too on you, boy. Well, no, the, you know, it, like you say, when you watch the highlights of him playing here, the, the guy has got he, he's got the size. He yeah, clearly has sure. the size, and you know, and and that's something that, you know, in this draft, we we talk about this. How many? I bring it up again. How many small wide receivers? The tall wide receivers we talk we don't talk nearly enough about. Uh, Mingos and guys like that. A guy at uh, Tennessee. Uh, that plays opposite Tillman, Tillman. Tillman. You know, we're not talking about guys that have that that size and that length and stuff like that. Great job right there, adjusting uh, to a ball thrown <laughs> over his head. Yeah, he's, he's always he doing the little time. Time. Yeah, Watch this. Yeah, he catches oh, the ball, catches it, good turns catch, around, buddy, yeah. and you're, you're too, too small. small. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Y'all are crazy. No, no. So that's you, what jumped off the page for me. But that's that but that, but if you're looking for like I say, this is where you start to find where are these where are the guys if you're one of those teams that's looking for a receiver with length and productivity and the ability to adjust, mm-hmm. you know, this is the type of guy that that you know people will go and work on and say, okay, we'll get you know, why are we looking at all these short guys? Well, here, okay, well let me give you a tall guy. You know, here's here's a guy that actually has some really uh, some good production for you. Maybe that's a topic of conversation next week because we have talked about some of these smaller receivers and how much it is a change in philosophy. What about the guys we're not talking about that are maybe not as technically sound as some of these smaller wideouts? Yeah, but they are the size advantage. They have the size advantage to their to their game. That's just crazy how many how much things have changed. It's true. I, I felt like. At one point in time, if you didn't have a 50-50 ball guy on your on in your receiving core, you were you were wrong. Right. Yeah. And I mean, maybe that's still the case, but it's just it's just crazy to think that this is not what you're looking for. The like, true possession type of receiver. Yeah, possession receiver, 50-50, you know, adjust to the ball. Like that's you want that, but you may have one of those guys in your yeah. receiving core and not multiple. Now you need speed. Mm-hmm. Got to, have to. Get that speed. Yep, that team speed is huge. We've seen that as an emphasis lately. All right, that is it for us today on the draft show. Got to look at fullbacks tonight. Got to look at some fullbacks. Hunter Lipke out of North Dakota State. Maybe uh, Caleb Murphy, edge rusher from Ferris State as well. But we've got a couple to keep an eye on. Got through 14 prospects today, everybody. That's pretty good. Let's go. And deep dives on all of them, too. By the way, uh, Chris, in the middle of that fullback segment, Mm -hmm. told us the last time the Cowboys drafted a fullback, Sean Chappis, 2011, seventh round. Yeah, out of Sean Georgia. Chappis. That was the last time. So Don't think not he made too long team. ago. I mean, mm-hmm. that's 12 years ago now, but still what? not too bad. Sean Chappis. Sean Chappis. Yeah, there okay. you go. Probably Georgia. teaching PE somewhere. <laughs> Bye, Brian. Come on. Let's get out of here. Four years <laughs> it's time to go. We have three more shows. Teaching PE now. <laughs> three more shows until draft day. That's it? Three shows, and we've got some surprises in every one of the shows. We're going to have some fun over Ooh. these next three shows. There you go. It's going to be a lot of fun the next couple weeks, but we are closing in two weeks away today from the NFL draft. For Chris Beam and his Beam roll, for Brian Broaddus, Zach Wolchuk, Aisha Morrison, I'm Kyle Yeoman saying so long. We'll see you next week on the draft show presented by Miller Lite. This has been a production of DallasCowboys.com and the Dallas Cowboys Football Club. How about this, Cowboys? Yeah!